Ladies and gents, this episode needs no introduction. We have the CEO of Hyperice, and when I say Hyperice, I know that almost everybody listening has used one of those or seen one of those at some point in their life. They've seen like the, you know, the massaging gun that everyone's using. Most likely it's coming from a Hyperice. There's some other brands out there and we talk about that and kind of the, you know, the struggles that they they face when other brands come into play, and I'm at the Wadapalooza Fitness Festival in Miami, and there's some other people that are here uh, that are, you know, using similar products, and you know, they're getting they're getting letters that say you need to leave, you know. So there's, you know, it, there's a lot of things that happen in business, and we're gonna talk about all the things that happen to Hyperice, uh, some of the things that they use to, you know, get their name more out there, and some of the obstacles and different challenges that they face along the way. So it's I'm super super excited to bring you guys this episode in particular. And it's very rare to get someone like this on the show. So pumped, pumped, pumped. All right. Before we go into the show, I want you guys to uh, remember the new Dark Horse 2 program has just come out. It's a collaboration with me and Richard Diaz. Um, and it's actually like an addition two onto edition one. But more than an addition, it's more of an upgrade. So we've we've changed a lot of the ratios for men and women and the skier versus the bike or the rower or running or any of these different things. There's a lot of different numbers that come into play here. And Rich has been in the field for a little over 40 years coaching all the best athletes in the world that are pretty much cardio based. And we're trying to get you guys to be as best as possible in the sport of CrossFit, in the sport of competitive exercise. And we truly believe, not only do we believe we've proven it, that this is the absolute best way to get from point A to point B. If you guys want to improve your PRs on your workouts, on some of the things that you're doing outside of the gym, like you're running or you're rowing, uh, or if you just want to do all that together, and if you're a professional or just a regular individual or a weekend warrior or whatever, this program is going to get you out of your plateaus. So really, really excited to be part of this program and be part of the nerdiness that's behind it. I can't take full credit for the nerdiness, but I can take full credit for the workouts that are in there. So it's a nice, solid collaboration of you know the amount of years that you could add to a person, <laughs> like 40 plus like 30, you know, with like 70 years of experience going into this damn thing. So I'm really, really excited. All right. So go ahead. JimRyan.com, G-Y-M-R-Y-A-N.com. All my high intensity interval body books are on there. All the challenges for the earn your carb stuff, which has been killing it is all on there. And yeah, if you use code real chalk in all capital letters, you guys get 20 to 25% off on not all the products, but quite a few of them. All right. Going forward, CEO, Hyperice, let's get it going. All right, ladies and gents, still out here in Miami. I'm sitting or standing with Jim Heather, who is the CEO, 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 uh, yep. Uh, yeah, yep. CEO of Hyperice. And if you guys don't know what Hyperice is, that, be, maybe you know what Hypervolt is, because a lot of you guys have used those Hypervolt machines, which is the uh, the massage gun. It kind of like bum 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 gets, gets you going. <laughs> how would you yep. how would you describe it? Yeah, it's actually a percussion device. Percussion, so percussion device. Massage there device. we go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, not only that, but you guys also have the balls. You guys have the rollers. I remember the roller was the first thing I think I ever saw. Yeah, the roll, the Viper was uh, the high-intensity vibration roller. We actually launched that on Kickstarter back in 2014. So, that was the first move for us that actually transformed the company into more of a technology, consumer electronics side. So, when that first came out, yep. I remember being like, I think I saw Kobe Bryant actually using it yep. in yep. a video or something like that. And then... Someone sent it to me because I have, like, this super nice state-of-the-art gym in Newport Beach. Yep. And they were like, dude, you need these for the gym. And I was like, bro, it's $300 fucking dollars. Because, like, <laughs> nobody had ever seen a foam roller that cost more than 20 bucks at the time. And yep. then, like, even, like, the Rumble Roller, which was, like, 50 bucks, was, like, holy shit. Yeah. And then all yep. of a sudden there's the Hypervolt. And I was like, oh, my God. It's two or 300 bucks, whatever it was. Yep. yep. And I was like, is it really worth it? And I had never even 
seen one, touched one. I just saw it on Rogue. Or I saw it online. Yep. And then eventually, like a, I would say a year later, I actually got to use one, and I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. Yep, yep. And it's funny you mentioned that because Kobe, um, and obviously the incident was, was terrible and tragic, and Awful. I think it, it really kind of took over the whole month of, of February. Um, but he was really involved from the starting of the company. And oh, actually, actually the company was named Hyperice after the Hyper Dunk, which was a Nike shoe that Kobe wore. So oh, wow. he was very involved in the inspiration of the company. He actually helped us with our product design on the very first ice compression product. Uh, so before Kobe Hyper- himself helped? Yeah, Kobe oh, wow. was a big part of the design. We, Did you we, get to meet him? We, gave, we have met him numerous times, yep. Um, we gave him the first product, and he said, hey, great idea, but aesthetically, NBA players aren't going to wear this. So we worked as hard as we possibly could to create a better design. Finally got it on Kobe, loved it. Kobe passed it over to LeBron. LeBron brought it to all the All-Stars in the 2013 uh, All-Star game. So Kobe was an instrumental part, kind of the DNA and the ethos of the company, and uh, actually helped us find our first office space. Wow. (laughs) Damn. What a guy. He's like, yeah, he he did a lot of really cool stuff. I'm so sad because I lived in Newport Beach now for seven years. I've never actually met him. Oh, wow. I've seen Dennis Dennis Rodman I see all the time. Yep. You know, it's interesting. He is a really, really smart business person. Yeah. Uh, very detail-oriented in business, just the same way he was on the court. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really disappointing just because I thought there was so much left for him to give on the entrepreneurial side. And we didn't get to see that, but super creative, super articulate, uh, very, very smart, and had a lot of great ideas that actually are born into uh, kind of the success of Hyperice. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah, we definitely... I know it changed the way that I looked at life immediately after that because I was like, holy shit, like... Like you really got to live. Do you have kids? I actually don't. You don't? No, okay, no, cool. No. Do you cool. have kids? I do. I have, two, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, and, and a six-month-old. And, uh, yeah, it, it was like that type of thing, especially with his daughter being on the – I mean, it just changes so your perspective. I told you. I never met Kobe, <laughs> but I literally was on social media, and, like, several times I started tearing up because I was like, this is so fucked. Yeah, it I was just bad. I couldn't get over the, like, the, the pictures of them together. I was like – and I didn't even know them, and I was just crying. I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yeah, and then now when you drive around tragic. LA, there's just murals everywhere, which is yep. which is nice to see. Yep. Um, so moving forward, the roller was the first product, correct? Uh, the ice compression was actually the first product, but uh-huh. the roller was in 2014. That was our first um, consumer electronics technology yep. product. It was 199 dollars um, vibration and pressure, and actually that product is named Viper because a snake basically injects venom into the body, and the Viper. Um, actually, what it does is it injects vibration into the body by using pressure. Um, so we looked at different elements of, of what was out there on the market. People were foam rolling. We knew that the vibration as a modality could actually increase circulation, relieve tension, almost like an electric toothbrush versus a regular toothbrush. Okay. Regular toothbrush like is going to work, yeah. but your electric toothbrush is going to do a lot better job. It's going to be more efficient, more effective, um, and do things that the regular toothbrush can't do. That was the Viper. And when we launched that product uh, through the pro sports community, the company just absolutely exploded. Um, teams, athletes, we were seeing, you know, guys like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, LeBron well, James. zero competition. I mean, it was the only exactly, one. Exactly. That's what's cool. And, and you mentioned the price point, and that's yeah. actually, it's really funny you brought that up. Because when we first um, went around to a lot of the sporting goods retailers and sports performance individuals who were going to retail the product, they said, $199? You guys are crazy. Yeah. You're never going to sell a, a vibrating foam roller for $199? <laughs> yeah. And we sold, you know, 50,000 of those in the first year. And, um, again, they're all over the world, very popular product. And that was our first big move to get into consumer electronics. I mean, I definitely wanted one, and I'm sure everybody else did. It's almost like, you know, 
how much better is the car, like the one car over the other car? It just yep. looks a hell of a lot better, and it's way more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But they're still going to break down at the same time. Actually, some of them, debatably, the more expensive ones might break down earlier. Ah, very true. But, yeah, but people very still true. want it. So I, I remember looking at it like it was a Rolex watch. I was like, man, I just really, really want that thing, <laughs> like, bad. But I just was like, 200 bucks is so much money. <laughs> um, so, obviously, yeah, you start with the foam roller, then I think you just – naturally progression you go into the, the ball because everyone's yep. rolling around with their lacrosse balls and why not make that a little better exactly yeah the, the hypersphere was the next product we just wanted to make it in a more portable format a lot of people wanted to release you know tension in the hips lower back uh, it's great for the feet uh, so that product was actually uh, by demand of athletes they said hey we love the viper we need something that we can carry on something that we could do a little bit better everybody's using a lacrosse ball or a softball um, so that product took us uh, about nine months to develop. Um, we actually have a patent on there that creates the kind of even level of distribution of vibration, um, which, you know, if you see other devices that are out there that are uh, balls with vibration, um, a lot of them are disproportionate weight, can't do an effective job of circulating through the body. So okay. we have a really nice patent on that globally, yep. That thing's a pain in the ass if you have it on the ground and you want to just sit on it. Yeah. It's like going <laughs> it all over around. the fucking place. Absolutely. I'm like, damn, this thing is hard to get yep. on it. But... Uh, <laughs> And then you guys have the massage gun. So yep. I think the massage gun was actually after the roller, correct? Yes. And so, the ball was later. So we launched the, the Viper vibrating roller. Then we went to the vibration um, in a ball format with the hypersphere. Uh, the next evolution was actually the Venom, which is our first wearable device. It's a heat and vibration wearable for the back, shoulder, and legs. I've actually never even seen that you yet. Never I seen know that. it's here, but cool. Yeah, somebody, we have one. somebody was telling me about it. I was like, that sounds cool. It's actually it's a very popular CrossFit product uh, because a lot of athletes are using it pre-event and pre-competition to warm up the lower back. So it has a digital touchscreen um, on the front. You can control your heat setting up to 150 degrees. has three different vibration sequences. Really nice kind of heated massage to loosen up the body. Um, so that was a big product um, and, and another one that athletes came to us. They said, you guys have ice compression. We're really using a lot of heat elements now. And you'll see that used on the sidelines by LeBron. Kawhi Leonard's wearing it every night during the oh, NBA wow. games. Um, a lot of the athletes here competing um, actually requested it for pre and post. So that's been a great product. And then when we launched the Hypervolt, which is our percussion massage device, in 2018, that was the viral moment for the company. Um, company has grown 14x over the past 24 months. Holy uh, crap. Yeah, it's been, months, it's been 14. insane. Um, all over the world, um, 68 countries globally, one product of the year in 2018. The Hypervolt Plus, which is our second evolution, one product of the year in 2019. Um, and really just been kind of a you know, a, a global phenomenon in um, its ease of use and effectiveness is really what makes it such a great tool and device because um, it's handheld, it's portable, it's quiet. Um, it's been a very successful But with product. you saying something that's 14 times in the last 24 months, yep. you might, might not want to brag about it, but I heard that before you came on, it was actually yep. not doing well, and then you came on and crushed it for them. So what were some of the things that you implemented to make the company more successful? Yeah, I appreciate that. I think... Um, so, so I joined January 2014. Um, at the time, we had Hyperites had the ice compression line in circulation, which was doing well. There were a lot of great brand elements in the company. Uh, the branding was great. Uh, the product was on a lot of pro athletes. Um, the business side and the business model and strategy just wasn't right. Um, so I joined in 2014. Uh, we shifted the company's position to be more of a technology company. Um, we brought on a whole bunch of team members that uh, were former athletes. So they had an aptitude for learning, great work ethic. I uh, think hiring creative. athletes is it just 
if, oh, you, were, if you were a good athlete, you're probably going to be good at something else. It's It's been unbelievable. Yeah. Our team, I mean, we have, I think, uh, three former Olympic athletes. I know that you qualified for the Olympic trials in your background. <laughs> yep. um, a lot of people that played uh, volleyball, basketball, um, football, a couple of CrossFitters. And their creativity and collaboration is just off the charts. So for us, it was change the business strategy. Our whole model now is predicated on experiences. So it's how do we deliver unique experiences throughout the world? Because if you touch and feel the products with the vibration and percussion and heat thermal technology is doing to the body, you want one, right? Yeah. Like you just said, when you first touch the Viper, you're like, I want that. It's 200, it's 200 bucks, but I want it. Yeah. Um, so for us, it's... Let's find creative ways to deliver experiences all around the world. We have partnerships with you know, Equinox and Massage Envy, Ritz-Carlton, Hyatt, Hilton, Marriott, Exos, all these different places where you can go experience the products. So the shift of model was really important. Uh, it's bring- definitely got the luxury name. So like when you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, like if it was in Ritz-Carlton, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course they would have high price versus, yeah. <laughs> like, a, versus like a regular foam roller. Exactly. But what, what makes you go from – so you're saying you're more of a technology company now yep. that you wanted to drift towards. What was yep. the focus before? Yeah, it, it was. It was. I would say it was. It was still the aspiration to be a uh, tech-focused company, but at the time we just didn't have any real consumer electronics. So we had the ice compression device, which was more of compression. It was kind of categorized more into like sporting goods. Okay, sporting goods. Yeah, and we we wanted to transition that. And the reason we actually launched on Kickstarter was not necessarily because we needed the money. Um, it was that Kickstarter at the time was really popular. And um, when we launched there, we got all the buzz on Wired Magazine, Gizmodo. Okay. So it started to transition the perception of the company. Okay, this is a tech company. This and that was, your, company. that was your idea to, yeah, by that doing was, that? That was a big, um, kind of a big push for us. Let's, let's take what we have now, which are good elements. Let's completely transition the way we think about the brand and the company um, so that we're focused more on innovation and technology. And then let's do one to two really disruptive, game-changing products every year. And we got to be ultra-focused on that, just like Apple. Everything fitting on one conference table. We don't want to do 100 products. We want to do 6 to 10 that are game-changing. Um, so that relentless focus towards innovation was huge for us. We have aerospace engineers on staff working on our products. Um, a lot of sophistication in the design. And, and a lot of people don't know, like the Hypervolt, one of the reasons it's quiet, so much quieter than other devices that are on the market, is we developed it with principles developed in aerospace. So our designer... Uh, VP of product development actually formerly worked on SpaceX rockets. So the precision of what oh, you need wow. to do for components in a rocket ship, imagine. There's no margin of error if you're putting a rocket ship in space. Um, Dude, my, my first percussion, save your thought, but my first percussion uh, yep. device was an RR. Have you ever seen the rapid release technique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing? Yeah, that was so a good product. I think it was like $1,700. Yep, but yep. I was a top athlete at the time, so they gave it to me for, for like marketing. Like basically... They almost wanted me to like pyramid scheme it, where it would be like, right. yeah, if you like it, then you should go, you know, sign up and buy one. Yep. And I think I got like a seven hundred dollar cut or something. <laughs> That's pretty good. Something ridiculous, right? That's and, pretty good. <laughs> but I remember using it. But oh my, dude, you you shut down like a hundred foot radius around you of noise. Like, yep. anybody around you just immediately hated you. It was yep. like you ate a bunch of broccoli and farted in front of everybody. It was just like this lo- super loud noise, and everybody was like, because I'd have it going on in the gym, mm-hmm. and then people would want to use it. And then if there was a coach coaching, like, they, the whole class couldn't even hear. Right, right. And then I remember I got the Theragun after that. I yep. think it was the next one. And that was equally as gnarly loud. Yep, yep. And then you guys came out. Yep. And then I was like, oh, man. I was like, this is the craziest thing, like, to be able to do the same thing I've been doing. But it's yep. so much more quiet. 
Yeah, and, and the, the backstory there too is, and I'm glad you, you recognize that. We, we, uh, we launched a product called the Raptor in 2015, and it was a $3,000 percussion device, like oh, wow. the Bentley of percussion. This was before all the converted jigsaws. Oh, this is a much bigger one too, right? Yes, yes. I heard was, about this. It was bigger. It had six speeds. Uh, it had lights all over it. It was pretty tech at the time. It still is tech, but that was more of a professional product. But we started working on the Hypervolt in 2014, and didn't launch it until 2018 because we knew we're not going to put something out here that's noisy, that's crude, that sounds like a drill gun, right? We want to create something with precision, that's sophisticated, that is super tech. So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, oh, it's a little bit, you know, the product's more quiet, et cetera. That's a big deal because you can't penetrate markets like workplace wellness, spa and massage, um, premium fitness. You can't really elevate an experience if a product's disruptive, Right. So the attention to detail there, again, that's kind of the thought process of the company is like we're, we're going to be like an Apple, a Dyson, a Tesla, a Nike. We're going to take our time and deliver great game-changing products. So what were you doing before you came on? Yeah, I was in the um, health tech industry for about okay. 10 years, an executive, um, actually in the concussion field. Um, so I built a group of sports medical centers with neuroscientists, um, neurologists, and neuropsychologists. And then um, actually was the third employee at a company that created a new uh, football helmet technology with shock absorbers um, oh, called wow. Zenith. Yeah, so uh, we built that company up from from zero uh, to you know being global distribution worldwide. Are they actively making it so that the helmets aren't as impactful at the moment? Yeah, so the the, the technology's gotten really good. What we had designed for us, yeah, totally. it, just, it looks the same, right? It so does inside. It does. I'm sure it does. But the inside has shock absorbers that adapt to different levels of hits. Okay. So if you're getting a hot Deshaun Jackson over the middle blow up hit, it'll prevent um, some trauma that way. If you're doing a if you're a lineman and you're taking the day to day contact, it's going to help uh, mitigate concussions that way. You can't mitigate concussions completely, but you might as well have the best technology on the market. Yeah. Yep. Sorry about your Niners. I heard that you're a Niners fan. Oh, that was so tough. <laughs> that was tough. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And I was supposed to go to that game, too. I had, like, a, a business event opportunity that I prioritized over that game. But uh, it was I'm actually a good go. game to watch, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it had some ups and downs, and like yep. it wasn't just like a full blowout, which was like most of the Patriot <laughs> games back in the day. That's true. That's so true. I was, it was, I was happy to watch it. Yep. Yep. Okay, so moving forward. You switched the focus of the company now to yep. more of a tech company, which I yep. think is rad. That's yep. It seems so simple, but obviously people don't see things that way. Yep. And then now now that you, like, even just mentioning, like, oh, we want to be like a Tesla or an Apple, like, yep. it instantly makes me feel, like, more, like, now I like the company even more, right? It yep. just feels a little bit more luxury. Like, it's, yeah, it's like the Rolex watch, right? It's, yep. It's yep. cool. And then now you're making these products that are really, really, really awesome. Is, yep. is there any things that... Do you have new products? You don't have to say them, but yep. like new products that you think are going to be coming out, they're going to be another game changer? Yeah, we do. That we haven't really thought yep. of yet? Yep. So we have, we have uh, more innovations coming this year, and we have a game-changing announcement oh, that's sweet. coming up this year that's going to be like, I mean, it's going to blow people's minds. Oh, um, man. I'm excited to show you. <laughs> what I'll do is when we're ready in beta, I'll come down to your look, because you're close to us. Yeah, so really close. I'll stop by, and I know your background. I mean, you've been yeah. in fitness, you've been in Olympic trials, you've been yeah. in CrossFit, uh, 
you know, competed at the highest level. So it'd be cool to do some beta tests with you on the early products. Okay, yeah. Um, check it out. But we, we, we have some really, really cool stuff that's going to just um, elevate the brand um, globally and uh, take us into a whole new category. But again, our aspirations are we love companies like Ty- Tesla, Dyson, Apple, Nike. If those all had a baby, it'd kind of get hyper iced. It's the way we perceive uh, how we're positioning the company. Uh, but we think our impact is so great because we're literally, we don't want to just have people think about our company as selling devices. We want to be the company that changed people think, the way people think about health and wellness through technology. We yeah. think we can help people move better and by effect live better, which is massive. Not just athletes, everyday person who's lifting up their kid in the morning and has a little bit of back pain. Yeah. If we can improve overall health and wellness, we can improve um, how people live, how they feel, how they act, their day-to-day just um, you know mentality. So, Is there any sort of studies out there right now that can kind of show some sort of because of all these products that are out now yep how much has like the physical therapy field just been like <laughs> shut down <laughs> because like honestly like a lot of people ask me like hey do you know any good massage therapists right, or, or right. this or that i'm like dude just get yourself like a hyperval or like cause, yep. cause obviously i actually have i have this entire setup at my gym which nice. is for those of you who can't see, it's uh, three, four, five. There's five rollers. There's five balls. There's five yep. guns. Yep. And I have all of them in my gym as for my members. They get to use them for free. Yep. And um, I just tell them, I'm like, dude, you don't need it. Right. You just have this, and you do it yourself. Like, yep. you're gonna save yourself, you know, a bunch of money. They're like, well, th- this is 200 bucks, or this is 300 bucks, and right. I'm like. Every time you go to the person, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah, like, this is an easy investment. Yeah. Do you feel like that that career is going to be getting cut a little bit? Um, I mean, they I, obviously there's some yeah, things yeah. like I, I, I you definitely, can't replicate. But. I definitely agree with you that the at home and, and being able to enhance your wellness on your own and these tools provide you a. I mean, it's a whole toolbox of ways that you can improve the body and your overall health and wellness, mobility, recovery, warm up, body maintenance, all those areas you can you can attack with our devices and other devices. Um, but I will say what we're doing in the physical therapy profession, I think we're actually enhancing their specialization because um, now they can do things that they've never done before, right? They can manipulate the soft tissue, manipulate the body in ways that um, they haven't been able to do manually. So for them, they're actually looking at it as a, whoa, I'm going to embrace these technologies because I can deliver a better service to my clientele. Um, a massage therapist is another great example. If you're not a deep tissue therapist, let's say that you're uh, just a manual therapist who would do like Swedish massage, now, if you're armed with a hypervolt, you can be a deep tissue therapist. So you just enhanced your specialization. You become more valuable to whatever company or organization yeah. you're working with. So I think it goes both ways. It's amazing for people at home, and they can do at-home physical therapy. And then the specialist can be more dynamic by using the tools and tech. And save their hands and exactly. all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But speaking of like the deep tissue stuff and maybe yep. like ART type of stuff where people are really digging in there. Yep. By, by me thinking that, I'm almost thinking, like, is, is that incorporated into some of your new products? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, there's, aren't, there's that, some, that aren't out some, yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yep. like, that would be a game changer if you could do, like, relatively ART stuff on yourself. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, that's, that's part of our, our movement. So there's okay. going to be elements of that, and you're, you're picking up on it. In yeah, a really yeah, good yeah. I'm way. writing all these things down now. It's like, I don't want to forget. I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> so move, moving forward, being here at the Waterpalooza Fitness Festival, yep. I'm walking around, and I see, like, Stuff that's very, very similar. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Like, yep. I, what do you guys think you're doing? Like, it's just so weird. Like, you're not inventing anything. Like, we've already had these other brands. Yep. And now there's the other brands. So, like, what are they trying? Are they just trying to make it a little bit cheaper? Are they trying to change it? Or, or like, is what they're doing 
Does it affect yeah. the company at all? Yeah, no, no. We're, we don't look at it. I mean, we, we focus very little on competition, knockoffs, and all those. Um, I think when you look at Dyson, for example, right, how many vacuum cleaners are there? You could a get lot, a Hoover yeah. vacuum cleaner. You could go anywhere in the world and get a vacuum cleaner. Uh, no diss on, on Hoover. I'm sure they make great vacuums. But you could, you, could, you could buy any type, but you want Dyson because Dyson is the premium brand. Dyson is the innovative brand. Uh, your Dyson's going to do whatever you need to do better, more effectively, more efficiently. Um, you know, we were the first company to develop a portable percussion device that had multiple speeds, that was quiet, that was sophisticated, that has pressure sensor technology, and we're not stopping there. So our products will continue to evolve. There will always be, you know, lower level products for people, but that's not our consumer, right? Our consumer is someone who wants the best, cares about their health and wellness, wants a product that's sophisticated, technical. Um, efficient and effective. Um, so we'll continue to kind of do our thing and position ourselves as the, as the Apple and Dyson and everybody else can, you know, they can do what they'd like yeah. to do. <laughs> I remember speaking with the owner yep. of the TRX machine, yep. or not machine, but like device. Yep. And he was just saying how like when, when a lot of the copies came out, it almost ruined his entire company. Yeah. Because for yeah. him, you know, the yep. TRX is so easy to replicate. Yep. And yep. I think by even having a relatively cheaper device, it doesn't change the product too much. But yep. with yours, there's so much technology involved yep. that, yeah, it would definitely change. Like there, I've used some machines or massage guns where I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it totally feels totally different. Totally. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, there, having competition does generate more awareness for the overall category. Um, and, you know, we want to position ourselves as the category leader and continue to be that leading brand. Um, and, and we do do stuff like on the legal side. We cease and desist. Like we shut down a couple of copycats here at the show already. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we are aggressive there if it's if – So it's how a, does that work for them? Like if you shut them down here, does, does that mean that they're shut down totally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like mean, it's, not, it, it's not just – There's a lot they of don't, people, They don't yeah. just have to move their tent. They just have to move everything. It's they got it. They can't have the device at the show, yeah. yeah. So it, we're, we're aggressive on that side. But the reality is we're focused on us. Like we know um, – you know, there, there were copycats and things like that in 2018, and we just grew by 14x over the last 24 months. So they're not affecting our business in, in you know, in any way that's material. Um, and I think it just speaks to the size of the category and how important it is. Like people want to get in it because it's big and important. So with um, with the percussion stuff, so I'm sure yep. you guys have all sorts of studies and whatnot. But yep. when you're warming up a joint and you're this vibration is going through there. Yep. Is that like, if you did it enough, would that permanently increase flexibility in your body? Um, what, what do you mean by I know, enough? Because like, I know a lot of people, yep. you know, they like they like to do yoga and yep. stretch and stuff like that. And yep, like, yep. I would say most guys probably don't. Yep. Yep. Right. It's more of a girly type of thing. And right. I'm not not hating on them. There's a lot of great yogis out there that are guys, but like for me, like I just don't like want to spend a whole hour stretching. Yep. I would rather just go to the gym and just crush and then yep. go home and, and get even tighter. Yep. So. <laughs> If are are you increasing flexibility by some of your by some of your products like yes you know what yes. I'm saying yeah like instead of instead of stretching like you get to hang out on the couch and use the gun or whatever yep. maybe not on the couch but you're doing something yep maybe you're doing work on the computer and also using the hypervolt yeah uh, that at the, in the, in that scenario you're killing two birds at one stone yeah that, and you're right on and we actually did a study with the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill uh, Darren Padua who's one of the leaders in movement science in the U S and um, he did a study using um, stretching and the Viper using our vibration technology. So at the end of the day, he had, I think, 50 subjects that were all doing a specific kind of dynamic movements. And uh, if you stretch properly, you increase your range of motion by 
right? If you stretch and foam roll, you could increase your range of motion and flexibility by 15%. The data suggested in the study of 50 subjects, if you stretch and foam roll with vibration, with the Viper technology, you increase your range of motion by 40%. Holy shit. So, I mean, you're, almost, you're over doubling your performance as it relates to range of motion, flexibility, which is huge. And that's one of the reasons uh, the products are so, they have such utility in CrossFit. Um, because you look not only at career longevity, these athletes are now looking at, hey, if I'm Matt Fraser or Tia and I continue to win every year, right, they're on fire, how long can I do this for? If I keep my body in the right form, I can continue to win for years and years. So it's important. Um, but in addition, just the flexibility uh, with the dynamic movements that CrossFit athletes need to succeed, right, that flexibility and range of motion is huge. That's why I brought up flexibility because I think yep. a lot of people think of the product as like a warm-up device or yep. a cool-down device. And yep. In reality, like... I'm thinking of it as in terms of like, well, if you can increase flexibility, you can increase the, or you can decrease the um, ability to get injured. Yep. And like a lot of these other things that you, you can increase your length in, in sport as yep. well. Yeah. Because I know for me, like my biggest thing is I have a bone on bone left knee, so there's not really much that we can do for me at this point. Well, we got a, we got a Venom. We got an ice compression <laughs> product for you. We'll set you up. We'll get well, you back. Well, I just can't even go below parallel anymore. So like, oh, really? Dude, yeah, it sucks. Oh. So, um, like, if I go to stretch on my right leg, like, you know, I could bring my heel to my butt. Yep. But on my left leg, it just gets stuck right here. Is this why no more competing for you? Yep. That's oh. exactly why. It's just because of my knee. Like, I would love to compete. Oh, God, I'd be so pumped. Oh, but, man. Yeah, there was a, eventually, I started watching these videos of me snatching. And yep. I was, I, my biggest snatch is like 295. And, That's uh, strong. And, and I have a video of me catching it, and I'm literally just completely sideways, and I'm like full squat on my right knee, and my left knee is just stuck at 90. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, I think this is a sign that I'm about to fuck up my hips <laughs> and my shoulders. You're and hanging like, it up. <laughs> maybe it's done, you know? And like, I'd be in competition getting no repped on like wall balls, and I'm like, I get it. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucked up. Uh. I'm really looking forward to seeing some like progression in like. The cartilage repair and the meniscus repair and stuff like yep. that. So there's some interesting stuff coming out right now where people are doing some yep. pretty cool stuff. Yep. I just hope that's not like when I'm 50 and I'm like, shit, I just missed out on all these years of competing and now you guys have all the cool stuff. Yeah, I, I think it'll happen faster than that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great scientists right now that are working on some interesting stuff. Um, I was at a show actually at so CES. So you were in the health yeah, yeah. There was something at uh, CES. There's some really, like, a little medical section in CES. They're doing some awesome, like, stuff with robotics that I think can can help advance um, some of the science around what you're talking about. Dude, so, I would do anything. Yeah. Like, uh, my knee hurts every day, all day, every day. So how is it watching all these athletes compete? Does it kill you? It like, kills I want to get up sure. there right now. I see you watching everybody. The here. pull-ups, for sure. Like, that used to be my jam. <laughs> um, I did 85 chest-to-bar pull-ups at one point in my life. Unbro- 85? Unbroken. Jeez. In one one set, did you win some bodybuilding competitions too? I, read I never about that. did bodybuilding. Oh, you I did. Didn't? Um, so I was a helicopter pilot first. Yeah. Cool. And then from helicopter pilot, I went into skeleton, which is head first down the bobsled track. Yep. And then I started getting bigger and bigger. I started. I was loving weightlifting and training. It was the first time I really got into like heavy lifting. Yep. And I started getting bigger, and they're like, dude, you're not going to be able to do skeleton anymore because you're not very aerodynamic. Oh. And I remember going down the track one day, and there's a photo of, like, just my my ass is so big. <laughs> and my my coach is like, dude, you can't go down like that. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, I'll just be a bobsetter then and fuck it. <laughs> and then uh, uh. he's like, well, you got to put on another 20 pounds. You want to be a bobsetter? I was 180 pounds. And I weigh 180 right now, actually. And I got all the way up to 208 pounds. And it was funny, like, every single night I would – because if you've ever been to Park City, Utah, so yeah, that, that's, I where, I, that's yep. where I lived. And I lived 
if you know where the Olympic Park is, right across yep. from that is like this whole little village, like Kimball's Junction. Yep. And there used to be a Whole Foods. Like they moved the Whole Foods, but it used to be right across from the Olympic Park. And then there was a little apartment complex like right there, and I lived right there. Cool. And I would just walk over to Whole Foods every night. I'd talk to the same Jamaican dude every night, and I'd be like, <laughs> hey, dude, do you have any pizzas that I can buy? <laughs> and that's how I gained my weight. Every single night, I would go to Whole Foods. I would buy. They, they would sell me a whole pizza that wasn't sold. Yep. I mean, I didn't get it every night, but if they had a full one that they didn't get to sell, I'd get it for $5. And this went on for months and months and months. And I think after like six months, I was up to 208 Is that good for bobsled? Like, you want to be that heavy? So you guys all go down with the same weight. Okay. So like a lot of people like to talk about the Jamaican bobsled team. Yep. Yeah, they were fast as fuck, but their sled was heavy. Right. So then the Americans, the Germans, the Russians, like we all have dudes that are like between probably 200 and 220, but the sled's light. So if you guys are all going down with the same weight, you could be really, really fast, but if you're not strong, that heavy sled's going to take a count. So they like to get guys that are like right in the middle. They're yep, like, yep. they're pretty big, but they're not super jacked. Everyone thinks of bobsledders and they think of just massive humans. But those guys are like, they're not fast. So it's like the it's like the 200 pound guy is like the money shot. So there's four of you guys in the sled. A lot of the guys are like 210 to 220. So if you're like 185, 190, they can fit you in, but, but you, you better be super fast. Yeah, so then yeah. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get up to like 200 pounds. So I got up to like 208 pounds was my my heaviest, and I'm five foot five. I'm small, so 208 for me, I was big boy. Wow. And um, then then you go through a series of like a NFL combine, sort of. Nice. So we had a 15, a 30, and a 60-meter sprint with timing eyes at each one. And then de- depending on which one you did the best on was the guy that you wore in the sled. So the 15-meter guy is the first guy to hop in, and the 30 is the next guy, then the brakeman's the last guy, the 60-meter top, top end speed. And then the driver just gets in after like 10 meters. It's pretty quick. Wow. So I was the second guy that got in. I had the fastest 15-meter sprint. My 15-meter sprint was like 1.9 seconds, which is pretty fast I, I ran a 4-4 flat wow at, at 208 pounds that's that's nfl ready that's first round speed yeah I was, maybe low, <laughs> I was fast speed. especially for a short white guy that was just really heavy yep i mean i had a lot of uh college teams ask me to just try to walk on and play yep. football yep but i just wasn't like athletic you know what i mean i was <laughs> yep. fast straight forward and yep. i just like could not do anything else and i went to school at university of hawaii cool and that's where I went to helicopter pilot school. Yep. And that was like my friends would always be begging me because I was training for bobsled, like basically at that time trying to get recruited. And then I did. And I, I actually I went straight from living in Hawaii straight to Utah. Interesting. Which was an amazing, amazing switch in life for sure. <laughs> but moving on from there, um, these these products now. So when you when you guys are going into the science phase of all these products for you yep. guys, you talked about flexibility. What are some of the other things that you guys are trying to do? With the products, besides increased flexibility, increased like uh, blood flow, yep. different things like, is there other things that we don't even really know about that are kind of happening? Yeah, there's some new science going on around a fluid matrix. Okay. So basically, there's fluid in the body that uh, gets stagnant to keep it really simple, and um, and what that does is when you have fluid that that gets stagnant, almost think like getting your oil changed, right? Like if you have clunky oil, it's thick and viscous. Uh, it has a thick viscosity, right? Uh-huh. So there's science coming out right now that's showing that if you can change the viscosity of the fluid, you can actually increase the fluidity and mobility of the body. Oh, um, okay. And so they're actually doing cadaver studies 
uh, now on the body because for years people have studied dead bodies. And now the science is evolving where we need to study living bodies because if you look at like a, um, you know, if you look at a tree, you can't study what's happening in a tree with a, you know, basically like telephone pole. Yeah. Right. It's very different. So there's a lot of uh, cadaver studies now and looking at um, the human body as it's living and trying to look at uh, the way the fluid dynamics in the body is working and how we can affect those fluid dynamics. So that science is there already was some new studies that um, popped up on CNN talking about there's a new organ in the human body. I don't know if you saw that study, but um, a new organ. Yep. Yep. So that was uh, something that came out about, I think, 18 months ago. Um, but this whole fluid dynamic piece is going to be a huge new wave in science around the human body. And so we're tapping into that in a really big way. Uh, one of our scientific advisory boarders, you may know this because you've been in fitness for a long time. Uh, his name's Lenny Pericino. He's actually the head movement therapist for the Clippers. Okay. Um, he's on our scientific advisory board, and he's been leading our charge on this fluid dynamic studies. And we have a really cool video that I'll show you that wow, uh, kind of talks about what's going yeah. on in the body. It's, it's really cool. We're pumped about it. We're trying to be on the forefront of helping people understand why that's impactful. Yeah, I feel like the body stuff is starting to sound more and more like a mechanic shop. Yeah. People are always like, we need, <laughs> to, get, we need to just get like a regular maintenance thing here and there, yeah. like moving yeah. fluids now. And, yeah. and we're, we're even using the word body maintenance. things in our body, better yeah. octane fuel yep. going in. Yep. We're using the word body maintenance a lot now, right? Yeah. You have warm-up, you have recovery, and then in between you have body maintenance. Like, what are you doing every day to condition the soft tissue? Um, and so we look at it. We think the hypervolt will be much like the electric toothbrush. Everybody on earth will use it every day uh, to condition the soft tissue, just like you condition your dental structures. Um, so that's kind of where we're going, and it may seem crazy right now. But when you step back and we look back at this period of time in 10 years, we're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Um, hopefully, they'll say hyperice was on the forefront of the way we thought about health and wellness and mobility and flexibility. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there a – so everybody – I feel like everybody just wants more speed, more pressure. Yep. It's the American way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> more, more, heavier, bigger, whatever, right? So it's like right. is, there a, a, is there too much compression – Yep. Or not, not too much compression, but like too much percussion yep. that can go on where it's just like it's no longer beneficial. Yes. I think, I think there's certain... Um, Even like, if you like the way it feels? Yeah, yeah. There, there's certain stroke lengths on the way that the percussion basically impacts the body uh, that we believe are detrimental. Um, we've designed our products at the stroke length that our scientific advisory board feels is very effective and efficient. But if you're, like, hammering somebody way too hard on a soft tissue, that's not what you want to do. Okay. Um, I mean, one of the big, big reasons percussion got popular in the first place was it skips the inflammatory process, right? Like, if you use a Graston tool, um, you're going to bruise. And percussion, you're never going to bruise, right? Because it skips the inflammatory process the way the percussion's hitting you at a high, high level of rapid impact. So... Um, I think, yes, to answer your question, if you're just slamming somebody with something with a really long stroke, it's not going to be effective. But we make sure that we're designing products that are the right level of uh, depth. Since you've been with the company and yep. maybe maybe your previous job that you had before, yep, yep. is there any like favorite failures that you've had that you've learned like quite a bit from? Oh, I know we good. all have them. That's a great question. But um, I definitely know mine off the bat. And there's probably more than one that you've had that where yep. you learned a lot from but is there like one major one where you're like whoa i'll never do that again or there was a whole different way to attack that situation um yeah i mean there's there's so many i mean we fail all the time we <laughs> I'll have t- to i'll, I'll mean, take your top two or three yeah yeah totally <laughs> and and it, what's interesting is our whole team like failure is good at our company like because we learn like we try a lot of new stuff like we'll go into the esports channel and try to create an activation and see how it works and if it doesn't work 
oh well, we tried it. It's better to try something and fail than not to do anything. So our whole team is built on kind of inspiring each other and taking shots. Like yep. let's take some big shots and see what happens. We've done a lot of campaigns that didn't work. Um, we I think the biggest mistake I think that that we made and, and I should have probably captured it. We we rushed the launch of the Venom, which was our wearable device, because we really wanted to hit Christmas. And we all knew there was an element on the product that was not a 10 out of 10. The way that we actually fastened the battery onto the product, um, we found out that there was a failure in the product. So we tried to create an adjustment with like these snap hooks. I don't want to get too technical yeah, because yeah. we really wanted to hit Christmas and we wanted to like, it, it, we had this huge product launch lined up. And so we launched it and then we had a bunch of failures and I regret that. Every day I think about that product because we should have just buried it and said we'll launch this in March when it's ready to go and we will never make that mistake again. If our product is not perfect, we'll keep it on the table. We're not going to bring it to the people. Um, We got a little bit uh, excited about revenue targets and bringing in a ton of energy around holiday and we launched it and that's probably one of my biggest regrets. Uh, But other than that, like a lot of the mistakes we make, I feel like we learn from it. Like esports was... Uh, market entrance that could have been set up for failure and ended up being a massive home run. Oh, wow. So that was one where, um, you know, my, my, uh, my, my father actually was one of the first engineers at Atari. Um, and so oh, he, my God. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah. an so, old school game. Oh, it's unbelievable. And he actually Damn, I haven't on, thought about that game in forever. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of the uh, kind of the first people in the video game industry. And he's actually on the cover of a video game. It's pretty funny. I still give him. He's on the cover. Yeah, he's on the cover. And he gives me shit all the time. He's like, oh, like you're doing really well in business. I see you in all these articles. He's like, but if you look our names up, because he's the same name as me. I'm junior. Yep. He's like, I still got the top spot with the <laughs> video game. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get you. I'm coming for you. Um, but uh, so, so we entered eSports. We, we were reading a lot. I was reading a lot about how the burnout for gamers was three years, which is actually shorter time period than an NFL running back at three and a half years. And I'm like, what? that does not make any sense. Why are gamers burning out? And it was tension in the wrist, the back, because they're sitting long periods of time. Yep. And so this is crazy because we're at Wadapalooza, which is like the opposite of esports as Complete far as like opposite, athletic yeah. ability. But uh, the way it ties in is... We said, why don't we be the company that changes the way people think about gaming and esports and, and accelerate performance? And people are like, what? You guys are not going to get into esports. That's crazy. You're like a sports technology performance company. And we said, no, there's something here. So we signed Juju Schuster, the NFL uh, wide receiver, who's a big gamer. We launched that campaign. We went viral within esports. People are like, wow, I never thought about it that way. So that's an example of taking a shot when we had a lot of naysayers in the space and it worked. We've also had a bunch where <laughs> we entered a market and it didn't work. Um, so we learn um, this space, CrossFit, for us, we're so excited about because we feel like even though it, it, it feels like um, it's progressed a lot in the last 10 years and it has, it's still in the early stages. Like this sport is going to be even more and more dynamic in 10 years. And when you think about how important longevity is, I mean, it's, it's key for everybody here. Like I said before, you want to continue to win over and over. You, there's people doing CrossFit competitions here that were 60, 70 years old. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Um, so we love this sport. Uh, that's why we're here spending a lot of time in this event, um, you know, uh, working with Loud and Live and, and Wadapalooza. It's been really inspiring to see the, the energy around this event. So speaking of all of your marketing stuff, I love talking about the marketing stuff. Is yep. there any um, – what, what would you say are probably your – well – What's probably your number one marketing tool that you have, besides, probably besides athletes, actually? 
yeah. athletes are probably number one. But you see someone uses if LeBron yep. uses anything in public, you're yeah golden. Actually, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> That's been big. But I think really what's what's driven the growth is um, the accessibility of the products through partnerships. So like our partnership at Equinox and our partnership at 24 Hour Fitness and the partnership with LA Fitness and Orange Theory and all these places where you already have people that are into health and wellness going in and now there's access to the products with a charging station or a recovery room. Um, and so they're getting to use the products in a real environment um, and that will always convert to the sale. So that's been a huge part of our marketing, just creating these dynamic experiences throughout the world. Um, and then I think recently we've done a lot more on the global side, um, and we're going to be, uh, you know, we have a big push coming out with Naomi Osaka around the Olympics. Oh wow! Um, who's a you know elite tennis player in yep. Japan? So uh, we're starting to tell these stories and, and pull elements into the global markets. We're in 68 countries now worldwide, wow. which is great. Doing a lot of business in China, Taiwan, Australia, Canada, UK, Germany is a big market for us. China is so, a good one. You got. Yep. Friggin' quarter of the world there. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge market for I us. I remember reading the Shoe Dog book with Phil Knight, and he yep. talked about when he got into China yep. and just how much that just changed his life. Big time. Amazing, yeah. That book's awesome. It's a good book. I love that book. Um, I was, I'm going to ask you at some point what your favorite books are to yeah, recommend. A, nice. Good good to Great, hands <laughs> down. It's my favorite book. It's, Which it's, one is it? It's called Good to Great. Good to Great? Let me yep. write that one it's, down. It's a business book. It's, it's a leadership book. Um, it's not necessarily just about business. I think anybody who wants to, to lead, whether you're you know supervisor, manager, just someone on a marketing team, um, CEO, entrepreneurs, whatever it is, it, there's something in there for everybody. That book fires me up. I read it every year. Really? Um, every yep. year? Every year I reread it. Yeah, the way that important. you said it, too, I feel like you recommend that to almost everybody in the company. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. We, we have a, uh, there's another book that everybody reads at the company called Grit. Grit. And I know you'll like this because you're... Your background, I mean, you've been a hustler in, in going from being a helicopter pilot to, you know, getting in health and wellness in a huge way, competing in CrossFit, um, qualifying for the Olympics, you know, building your own podcast, your gym facility. Like, uh, I, I respect that hustle. That's awesome. Thank so this you. book's all about grit. It's about, like, mindset. It's about um, work ethic. It's about, like, overcoming obstacles. Everybody reads that book in our company, and I think we're one of the most, like, like Mamba mentality is something that really resonates with us. Yep. Um, but that, that's another good book. I think recommend. if you like that, you'd like uh, David Goggins' book then. Oh, yeah. It's a great book. Did yeah, you, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Can't hurt great me. Book. You, saw, you heard it read it already? I read it, yeah. Did you, did you listen to the audio book though? No. He, he has like the – in the audio book, after every chapter – I just talked about this with the last guy that I had on, the yep. owner of Koya. And, and uh, after every chapter, they, they talk. Yeah. Like, like podcast style. Really? So the chapter gets read. And then David Goggins and the guy talk about the chapter and, like, other stuff that happened. So yep. you, you get, like, an extra couple hours of, like, stuff from David Goggins. Wow. It's unreal. I think the audiobook crushes the actual book on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wow. exponentially I'll check better. check it out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you liked the book, you would love the audiobook. And if you drive in your car a lot, it, it goes quick. Yeah, that's – I was commuting for uh, – from LA to Irvine for a long time, so podcast and yep. actually learned Mandarin for oh about a, a year and a half of Mandarin in the car because I was so bored. I'm like, I got to do something in here. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I listened to his entire book last week. I went to LA like four times. So, and I live in Newport. So, cool. Good solid hour drive each way. That's yep. Any yep. other books, or is that good? The other really cheesy one, uh, but there's elements of it that are good for team, is uh, Energy Bus. And this one is 
it's a really like lighthearted cheese. It's there's a energy lot of cheese. Energy bus or bus? An energy bus, bus. It's read by like the New England Patriots, a lot of Fortune 500 companies. Um, uh, Coach Shashevsky of Duke uh, has every player read it. Really? Um, yeah, it's just all about like positive energy. Um, we talk about a lot in high price, like having positive energy and not having complain train because complain, you know, being complain train like drives people down. We want to lift people up, totally like, hit people's energy. So it's a motivational book, but just helps you like constantly create a positive mindset and uh, helps overcome obstacles. So that's another book that it's a little like lighthearted read. Again, there are some cheesy parts in it, yep. but the overall message is phenomenal. So those three books are like go tos. I just did a talk. I did like a one of the you know Portola High School. Yeah. So Portola High School just yesterday asked me to, I was supposed to be there in person, but I'm here. They wanted me to speak for career day for all the kids over there. Nice. So I went up to my hotel. I'm at the Marriott over here. Cool. And uh, I set up my phone and I just talked to the kids about like how to have a career in fitness. Nice. I don't know who else, who else they've been talking to, but I think a lot of them wanted to hear from me because I'm big on social media and all this stuff. And they were like, oh, I can't wait to hear from this guy. So everybody's stuff was like limited seating and mine was just full. Wow! They, so they were, I, I got I was super nervous my first time ever talking <laughs> nice. in, in front How'd of kids. Do? I think I did pretty good. Yeah, but that was like one of the things that I, I I told all the kids. It was I was like, if you guys didn't listen to anything I said, you spaced out, you played on your phone, you talked to your friends, whatever. Yep. Um, take two things away from this. Yep. And one is to be the best version of yourself at all times. Yep. Because literally, that I had like three enormous jumps in financial just security in my life. Yep. And it was from just meeting a person. And one of them was just meeting someone on my podcast. I met the person on the podcast. We yep. talked after. We made this, like, business deal. And then yep. all of a sudden, it was just, like, it opened up my life to so many things. Wow. And it was just because, like, I had a great conversation. And we, you know, I had known this person already for, like, probably like two years before. And we just, like, we just had, I mean, every time I saw this person, I was always super happy. Yep. My, my first um, investor in my gym was someone I was training and I never knew that he was super wealthy but like I treated him as like you know as you know like just I don't know I just like I always just feel like you take the energy that you have and like I've always just been kind of like given things yep. from people that I never expected it to happen from yep. Yep. and we, we all have bad days like when I, when I remember when I owned the gym and I mean I still own the gym but like when I was running it every single day you know, I remember having, like, people that really wanted me to personal train them. And I was like, I don't have the time or, yeah. like, I didn't want to or I was having a bad day and I wanted to say something negative and yep. I would just, like, suck it up. Yep. And I remember saying yes to one of the guys one time and I really did not want to. And it wound up being the uh, – he was – he's the vice president of, of all the Costcos in the, in the, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he wow. was, like, a badass dude. And I was like – Oh, well, fuck. I got this really cool connection now. I'm still friends with the guy. He's super cool. I get to bounce ideas off of him and ask him serious business questions all the time. And and my my investor in my gym made MySpace. Wow. So that's the guy, right? Yep. Total, like, this guy is a savage in, in, in business. Wow. And I find out that who he, who he is, and I you know, never treated him any different than anybody else and all this stuff. So those are things that I think is, is huge. And I told them the second thing to take home would be to just meet as many people as possible, any way possible. Yep. Whether you just go on your phone and, you know, go to the Meetup app and meet up for a hike with some people and just yep. hang out and chat or, like, totally. you say yes to some get-together and, you know, instead of staying home and 
watching TV. Like, just go do stuff with people because you're just going to eventually shake hands with someone. Someone's going to ask you for help. or And if you always bring good energy, they're yep. always going to want you. You're going to be the first person they think of all the time. So right on. I mean, that's, so. that's like... The, that philosophy is articulated really well in, in uh, the Energy Bus book. Yeah. And um, it's, it's just, it's so true. Like, if you're out there creating, and, and you're right, like, sometimes you're not your best. And if you can reset quickly, that's a skill. Yeah. Like, not letting yourself dwell on that. I actually have a funny story real quick. This is, uh, so, to that effect, when I was at Zenith, which is the football helmet technology company, like, my first day there, um, I went into a facility. I can't remember where it was, but it was in Manhattan Beach, and I was showing the, the new helmet technology. And I went in and had a meeting, and the meeting didn't go very well. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool, but, like, how is it going to work together? Okay, so I was walking out, you know, I was like, ah, bummer. And there's this guy out there who was just jacked, right? And I'm like, ah, he kind of looks like he might be a football athlete or something, so I'll talk to him. Um, So I went up to him like, hey, you know, have you checked out this new helmet technology? We were trying to get, like, off the ground at this point. We didn't even have a real helmet yet. It was a prototype really early on, right? Zero sales in the company yet. We were just hustle mode. And so I said, I'm just going to talk to this random guy. I remember he was driving like a black Suburban, a pretty nice car. And uh, I said, hey, have you ever seen this before? He goes, no, like I haven't seen this helmet. And like, uh, no, I don't, I, don't, you know, I don't play active sports anymore. But actually, my good friend is this guy by the name of K-Mac at the time. And uh, his, he's cousins with Snoop Dogg. And Snoop has a football league. And he's like, you should just go meet this guy. So I'm like, all right, I'll go meet this guy. So I had coffee. I met this guy at Starbucks the next day. He saw the helmet. He's like, oh, man, like, we've got to get this to Snoop's Football League. So he's like, can you come back here next week? Snoop has a fucking football league? Yes. So check this out. This story's hilarious. So a week later, I go, and he's like, hey, come to Hollywood at this Chipotle and sit tight there for a little bit. So I go to, I go to Chipotle, and I'm sitting there. And he goes, all right, well, Snoop's ready to see you. <laughs> so I literally was in Snoop's apartment with Snoop. And Snoop was like, man, we got to get this out to everybody. He starts calling. He texts Dion Sanders. Dion's like, yeah, let's get it for my guys. Uh, Snoop introduced us to so many people. Got it on Deshaun Jackson, who was an NFL player. Just because of this extra interaction that I had with some random guy, instead of getting in my car, driving home, defeated yeah i said i'm gonna talk to one more person because i'm already here yeah and that ended up creating a whole slew of opportunities for the company and it wasn't even a meeting you're just walking out i was just walking out out. i was walking i'm like i mean shit that was an unsuccessful meeting may as well talk to this guy yeah and it ended up in the the meeting with snoop was unbelievable and he's actually really big on concussion too and safety and, and believe it or not um and really big at sports so he introduced us to media then marcellus wiley got us on air um on the nfl.com and it just created all these opportunities so uh that hustle and grind it, it does work <laughs> those things happen all the time yep. I, and i literally feel like some of the best things that ever happened in my life are from the most random people yep always yep. and i just tell people all the time yeah it's just like just put it out there like try to get rid of the resting dick face resting bitch face <laughs> whatever you got just like put it away <laughs> this title the title of the episode should be aerospace technology uh, <laughs> crossfit games and snoop dog people are like what the hell is that <laughs> I might actually take you up on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. Is it where is there where everybody can? Is there anywhere people can find you? Are you on social media? Yeah, I'm not on. I don't uh, LinkedIn. I do a lot LinkedIn's of LinkedIn. The big yep, one. Yep. So just I, my name. I'm actually not on there. I really oh, you got to be on there. That's you what gotta, I heard. We're gonna set you up an account tomorrow. You uh, got to get on yeah. there and put Damn. your podcast out there. That's yeah. a great place to to get more people to interact with the brand. So I actually told, I had I had a successful friend of mine tell me that. If I was to make a LinkedIn, to yep. make it a chick, uh-huh. and don't be yourself, but be someone else, 
<laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I feel like my own name would be good uh, to have on I, there. I, I think you have a good enough following. You're going to do well on yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was just a side note. All right, so you're on LinkedIn, yep. and then it's just your name? Yeah, just my name, Jim okay. Heather. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, okay. I do a lot, a lot of posts just about business, the company, uh, updates, things like that. Um, and then, you know, the products are at hyperice.com. We're here the rest of the week, too. Okay. At Wadapalooza and doing a lot of CrossFit events this week. And, um, you know, keep on the lookout for some big things. And we're, yeah, we're trying I'm to change the for world. We're excited these big things for sure. <laughs> uh, and we're not going to stop until we change the world. <laughs> and then, if you guys, you know, I have a lot of worldwide drop ins to the gym. When you guys come in the gym, you'll see I have the. The Hyperice machines, all, everything there. You guys will be able to check them out. Nice. And then, obviously, if you guys have ever been to a CrossFit competition, you've seen everything. Yep. And, yeah, if you guys like like the stuff, we'll love to hear about it. Make sure you tag us. You can find him on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram, Ryan Fish, R-Y-A-N-F-I-S-C-H. We'll see you guys next week. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan.